Mikey, Mikey and Remy A show about the serious and not so serious parts of our edible world. Let's eat. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to Mikey and Rin Eat In. I am Mikey. Rin is adorable and super pregnant right now. She's actually meditating in our backyard in the sun like the goddess that she is, and I love her. I thought that I would come to you real quick and give you a little intro before our show starts today. We have an amazing interview with our friend Emmanuel LaRoche. Uh, He's the host of the Flavors Unknown podcast and the author of the new upcoming book, Conversations Behind the Kitchen Door, 50 American Chefs Chart Today's Food Culture. That is available for pre-order and is coming out November 8th, which is amazing. So read the book, get the book, follow him on Instagram, listen to his podcast. He talks to all sorts of chefs and bartenders and people that are influential in the food world and tells great stories. Uh, Our interview today is so fun and he's just hilarious. We had a blast. So I hope you guys love it. We little update from the Chablanc estate. Uh, We have our little man, Rigatoni Party Time Sheether, also known as Riggs is 32 weeks along this week. And so last week he was the size of a pineapple because the main, so we we oftentimes source our size information from the bump, which I don't know where the bump is from or where they're getting their information, but it's fucking wild, the sizes and the, the vegetables and fruits that they compare him to. So last week was, they said he was at 31 weeks, he was the size of a bunch of asparagus. What? Like that's I don't know I I couldn't really picture it I didn't love that as the as the uh, the idea so another website that said that he was the size of a pineapple the previous week he had been the bump said that he was the size of a zucchini and then this week which is thirty two weeks along the bump is saying that he's the size of a squash <laughs> so the yellow version of a zucchini which is a zucchini squash. So he's basically, I guess, the same size. Maybe we're in a holding pattern, and uh, he's not growing. We actually did just do his 32-week ultrasound, and he is almost four pounds. He looks perfect. We saw his little kidneys and his liver and his little lungies, and then we saw the most the most adorable little profile. He, um, I don't know, he's a looker. Watch out, everybody. But we are just so excited. Rinny is looking beautiful and eating all the things and, I don't know, just snoring in bed, which is the cutest thing I've ever heard. I love it. So, yeah, that's our little personal life update. We love you guys. Hope you love our interview with Emmanuel. And um, without further adieu, here we go. Hey guys, it's Mikey and Rin, and welcome to the Mikey and Rin interview. Yeah. We have a wonderful guest today. We have our friend Emmanuel from the Flavors Unknown podcast, also the author of the soon to come book, Conversations Behind the Kitchen Door. How are you doing, Emmanuel? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Rini, you want to launch us off with our initial I question? I sure do. Because this is, um, it's it's a burning question that I have for you, Emmanuel. And um, okay. we are curious. We ask every guest that comes on our podcast. Um, number one, who is your celebrity crush? 
And the addendum <laughs> is what would you, what meal would you prepare for your celebrity crush? Okay. So, um, as uh, you know, the people of your show are going to find out listening to me that my accent is not from the Jersey <laughs> Shore. Is that, you know, I have a little bit of French DNA with the name as well. Uh, so, my celebrity crush is connected to like a famous actress in France. Ooh, okay. She has been on some movies that were as well aired in the US. Okay. So if I mentioned, so she was young at that time, but if I mentioned a movie called Braveheart. Oh, sure. Of course. Oh, I know who we're talking about. The princess in Braveheart. Yes. And then um, she was in one, uh, like the bad the bad James Bond girl in one of the James <laughs> Bond movie as well. Totally. The mean, the mean one. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but I grew up with her. We are, you know, she's a bit younger than I am, but mm. uh, um, so Sophie Marceau. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is, totally. uh, my, my so crush, this is a long and enduring from, from crush. Me. It sounds like. Absolutely. Yes, okay. It is an enduring okay. crush. Yes. Yes. I started when uh, I was a teenager. So you can wow. tell. Like, long time ago. That. Is so, she, has she yeah. been in stuff lately? Uh, I think that's uh, there was yeah I just watched not too long ago. There's a film on Netflix. Uh, it's an uh, in English, in fact, and it's, it's called I Love America. Oh yeah, I'm seeing that right now. So, oh. Yeah, she's uh, the main actress. Wow. Um, you know, on this movie. I'm just so, gonna say so, she looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I agree. I don't want to make it superficial, but mm, nice job. I so. agree. <laughs> so yes. So now what I will. Uh, Okay, so I'm French, and um, I, I have to connect with a drink. So I think I will mm. make her something with. I will pop a bottle of champagne. Yes, like um, you know, and um, I would do either. Um, and why I say that is because uh, for the people that are going to re- read the book, uh, I have a nickname that one of my former boss here in the US uh, gave me. Uh, it's Champagne Charlie. Oh, nice. And, um, because somehow it seems that I love champagne, caviar, foie gras, you know, all that good stuff. So I will. I just I... want to just tell you real quick. My father has a nickname. And Rindog, yes. would you like to tell him what my dad's nickname is? Uh, yeah, Champagne Johnny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It really sounds like y'all champagne need to meet. Johnny. We yeah. have some connection. Uh, Love it. So, so I'll do a drink with. Uh, so, I have two drinks. Either uh, the one I like to do, which is a simple one, is you take, uh, um, you know, a flute, which is like the tall glass you yeah. know, for champagne, and then you uh, take um, a little piece of sugar and then you put some drops of uh, Angostura bitter. Oh, and yeah. And you put it in the bottom Yum. of the glass and then you pour the champagne. So very easy. And it's going to bubble, bubble up and then mm. uh, becoming a little reddish on the bottom. And it's fantastic taste. It goes very well with champagne. Oh, I love that. Or I, I will like do that. French 75, of yeah, course. I love so a French with 75. A, with, yeah. with gin and, uh, you know, lemon and... And, uh, you know, champagne for sure. And a little bit of sugar. So, I'll tell yeah, you. I'll do that. I didn't really know what a French 75 was until it, I, I have had them before, but didn't really I like know what it was until this summer. And so I had two summer drinks this year. One was the crop top, which is mm-hmm. a gin, grapefruit liqueur, lemon juice. What else am I missing? No, I think I that's it. And a twist. Yeah, yeah, it's super good. It's just very simple. Oh, um, 
Oh gosh, it's uh, an Amaro, Amaro Montenegro. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. and it was like my favorite cocktail. But the other one is a French seventy five. It's like it yeah. is one hundred percent like in my top three cocktails. Might even be my top two cocktails of all time. I so, love it. So do you think that if I do that, so I have all the chances in the world, you know, <laughs> you know with Sophie Marceau? I think you're good. <laughs> yeah, I think you're gonna have to figure out what breakfast is gonna be next, but. <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's great okay what is there we have yeah, we have well we don't have champagne in the house but we have sparkling wine in the house and i'm 100 oh, no 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 no, I'm, no that's not the same thing you all you frenchies you're always judging us for i'm sorry it didn't come from your precious little champagne region <laughs> but i'm gonna try that drink tonight that sounds awesome i'm like anything that has bitters in it is yeah. because Rini's, oh, you know she's been great. pregnant for a while and so we're like she's been having like kind of bitters and soda sort of things or whatever if we if she wants to kind of feel cocktaily and bitters are like they're the unspoken hero of the cocktail world like nobody mm-hmm. really Absolutely. preaches about bitters that much yeah you know what there's one person in fact that i met um in from portland um she's a mixologist her name is angel teta Okay, yeah. And, uh, and uh, she is, in fact, uh, I had her on the show, um, one of the first, I think, maybe episode number four. Or something awesome. Like this. And then uh, she is talking a lot about, uh, you know, bitters. Good. And the fact that bitters is the key of success, you know, for a lot of the new cocktails. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have some friends that own a company called The Bitter Housewife. And I, it's, it was like kind of one of the first times that I really, because like, I love Angostura bitters, like the traditional mm-hmm. one um, with that awesome miss, you know, misfitting label. Yeah. That's like two inches. I love that <laughs> so much. Um, but she like just got me like the bitter housewife got me thinking so much about it, just like as its own ingredient, like something that can just stand on its own. And mm-hmm. I just love it. I think it's so good. Rennie, Rennie's a bitter freak. Just it, the bitter, the taste. Sure, mm-hmm. with the herbs and everything. So I yes. think yeah. you could you could maybe muddle some of the herbs and, and create a cocktail here. Me, my team with that. Oh, yeah. the herbs on really. I'm down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that that bitter flavor really is the thing that's like stimulating the digestive system. And mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. love the I love the idea that you're gonna you're gonna start your meal with Sophie with you know just absolutely. like getting those digestive juices flowing Ooh. i can see I like the sure conversation flowing yes, <laughs> <laughs> you get the digestive juices flowing and all the juices are flowing bang bang <laughs> Be careful what you are giving me as well for the digestive fluid. <laughs> no doubt. So. <laughs> All right. Well, Manuel, so we so we love yes. your podcast. We um thank you. You have had some of our friends on the show. Um, you've had mm-hmm. lots of fun guests. Tell us about like what your show, what flavors unknown is all about. Sure. So um I mean for me it was really to um um share my passion for uh, the culinary world and, uh, you know, culinary leaders around the country. Um, I think it started as well, probably because being French, I have a lot of uh, my family and friends from France that are always like very suspicious about like, how can I eat like really well in America? Mm. And, mm. Um, you know, not too long ago, in fact, I was back in France after the pandemic. I was in June and July. I was in Burgundy at my sister's house. And um, there were some neighbors that I never met before. And I was explaining to them my podcast, the book and everything. And they were like, why? Why do this? <laughs> the only, what, what, they, what they eat is burgers and hot dogs. So we don't, awesome. we don't understand. Oh, I love that. God, it's so good that that's how we're known. And it's yeah, 2022 totally. and it's still that. 
So yeah. I think there was a little bit of this in the background. And then the mm. fact that, uh, you know, with my job, I've been in contact with a lot of, uh, you know, of chefs uh, and mixologists and pastry chefs around the country. And um, I wanted to have those conversations to try to understand, you know, how, you know, what made them successful, you know, what was their path to success. Uh, um, and then for me, it really about trying to understand the creative process. So where's the inspiration coming from? How, wh what's next after they found the produce and the first inspiration? How do they get, how do they apply maybe some of the techniques that they have learned, you know, at culinary school or maybe on the job? And um, and create those dishes and drinks that you know I just love to drink and eat. So mm, that's, I love that. that's how it started. No, oh, that's great. What brought you to what brought you to the United States in the first place? There was no other place that wanted me. No. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> no so the idea is that, um, in fact, I came to the U.S. after I did. Uh, so I did a master of chemistry and I did an MBA focusing mm. on marketing in France. And uh. then to validate my MBA, I had to do an internship to, uh, and I discovered the world of flavors. Uh, I was living in the south of France at that time near Nice. And there's a little town called Grasse. Uh, G-R-A-S-S-E, which is like really the heart of fragrance and flavors uh, in France. Mm. And um, I had the chance to to go there and I discovered that world and I fell in love with it uh, mm. so deeply that I'm still in that, you know, business. And, um, and um, I was lucky enough that I wanted to, you know, improve my English speaking because it was like very, you know, basic uh, what I learned at school. And um, the company I did an internship at decided to say, hey, there's an opportunity either in the UK or in the US. Mm. They want to implement what you have been doing with us. It was successful. Which one do you want to go? And guess what? I said, mm, I want to go to the United States. So mm. I spent a year in Wisconsin, between, in Waukesha, between uh, Milwaukee and Madison. Wow. Uh, huh. and, and I fell in love with the pace of the business, uh, you know, here. And, in, mm. you know, I had to go back. It was only like a year uh, contract and visa. So um, I came back. And, um, but in the back of my head, I was like, you know, one day I'll come back. And uh, because that's where I want to work. And um, hmm. it happens that, um, you know, I always mention it into my um, end of, uh, you know, in corporate, you have always yearly uh, meetings, you know, with your boss. And I was always saying like, you know, I, I really would like to move to the U.S. And this opportunity happened in 2002. Mm. And I moved with my family to New Jersey. So that's where I am now. That's and, great. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I was here for six years and, you know, it's been 20 now. So I worked with the wow. company for a, for a little while in France. I was in Normandy. And, um, oh, okay. and, and I was like the whole time I was there, they flew me out there and we just ate all, all this unbelievable food. And the trip ended up to be kind of less about work and more about them trying to show off all the most amazing cuisines around there. So we kind of like ate, <laughs> just drove around drinking wine and eating the whole time. And I, the whole time I was like, I mean, I, I definitely think you guys need like a full-time American chef that you should have moved to Normandy. Like I should, I should move here. Right. And they were like, didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> but I tried my heart out. Okay. It's, a, it's a beautiful place. How? So but tell we, me, how do you pick your um, your guests for your show? How are you? How are you sourcing the people that you want to talk to? Yeah. So um, originally, you know, when I started, um, the connection was with the um, network that I have uh, with Starchef. Mm. Uh, Starchef is a, an agency, you know, that uh, really promotes. Uh, the uh, culinary scene in uh, in the U.S. Um, it's um, 
a media and um, you know marketing agency for them and um so we developed like an exclusive partnership uh for you know my company and um so i i did uh, I, I moderated like a panel discussion during different events you know that mm. starchef was doing and I, I really loved the you know the the whole dynamic and uh, and you know the connection with those people and um so when I started the podcast, I started to connect with, you know, those chefs that I, I met through uh, Star Chefs. And then step by step, people like the podcast. So I had chefs that were directly DMing me on uh, Instagram and cool. say, hey, we love the, I love the show. Uh, you know, mm. I would love to be a guest. Uh, uh, you know, what are like the criteria? You know, what, uh, what, what kind of, um, of profile are you looking for? And so on. So mm. that's, and, and now it's really word of mouth. So I have to say, I have, you know, I do it all, every other week. So I, I have maybe 100 and I think it's 106 episodes now. That's great. And um, yeah, so I probably half that are connected with Star Chef and other half that, um, you know, that I met through connections or um, or that reached out to me directly. When you just had a lot of really great people on, I mean, like some top chef folks and some, I noticed that, so your mm -hmm. new book, like, why don't we talk about your new book? I noticed that you, the, the foreword is Elizabeth Faulkner. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, she's um she's a great person. Yeah. Uh, she's based in uh in LA now. She used to be in New York and then she's originally from San Francisco area. But um yeah, the reason I wanted to have her uh there were in fact there was two main reasons. The first one is that um there's still only I would say probably 25% of chefs that are women um mm -hmm. you know in the US. Um so and so in the book, I have about that, um, you know, um, percentage. And um, so I, I, I wanted to make sure that I, I had like um, a, a woman that, that, that write the, um, the forward. So that was important. That's to me. great. And then the, the second aspect is because I, I have a lot of respect for her uh, because I think that she is one person in that world that really, you know, continue to always like reinventing herself. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. she started as a pastry chef. After that, she, you know, became like a, a culinary chef when she was in New York. So she touched like a lot of genre. She's a consultant now. I was going to say, I think she's doing food innovation yeah. stuff now, recipe yes, development. Absolutely. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then she's been doing, you know, cocktails. So, yeah. So, so that's, that's those two reasons that um, I, I reach out to her and uh, I say, Hey, would you love to, um, to write the, my forward and yeah she said yes right and away. she's also i mean she's fierce and she's super funny and like yeah. witty and so it's i just appreciate that that you that you had mm -hmm. her do that but, and so tell us about the book okay so so the, the book is not really the um you know like the content of the podcast because i didn't want to um you know to have the book that was structured like a chapter with one of the guests of the sure. podcast i wanted mm -hmm. to bring much more uh, because, you know, if people listen to the podcast, then there's no need for them to read the book. So, uh, so, uh, it's a coloring uh, you know, book is what you're saying. So it's different than the podcast. It's a coloring book. It's great. Exactly. It's paint that's, by numbers. That's why you have different colors on the cover. You know, Ooh, so, I like yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the, uh, the, the idea was uh, um, to add, you know, more. So there is, um, you know, there's about 50 plus chefs that are that I mm. selected, you know, from the different episodes. And I went through all the episodes and I tried to find like what's the common thread uh, from my conversations, you know, with mm. all those people. Mm. Um, what are like the main topics that uh, were, you know, in those conversations? And the idea is was to uh, put those things together 
And then for me to write kind of a narrative based on my own experience, my youth, you know, how I grew up into food and what food men, you know, means to me um, and travels, you know, as well. Mm. So, so it's a mix of, uh, you know, some of the quotes from, uh, from uh, you know, the, the, the dialogue I had with the chef. It is some narrative from, um, you know, from my own experience. And as well, I did a lot of follow-up discussion with the chefs in order to dig deeper into some of the, those topics. Oh, that's that really I cool. I love that. Yeah, that, I mean, what a cool idea, to, especially to weave, interweave it with your story and stuff. It's like, that's my favorite kind of, there's been, like, what's your what's your favorite culinary world book? Because I, I must admit, there's a lot of books that people like, you know, really talk about like their foundational culinary books. But I, I find myself drawn more to books that are, I don't know, a little left of center, like that kind of like, like, yes, maybe they have like some recipes involved or something like that, or maybe they have some narrative, but I like, I like a blend, you know, I, I'm, I get itchy when I have mm-hmm. to hear too much of someone just talking about their story or something. Yeah, <clears throat> it depends. I mean, I, uh, you know, when I, when I was especially doing some research before uh, writing the book, yeah. I mean, there's one which is only, you know, stories, but I, I really like the, the, the book from, uh, uh, his name is, uh, I have to remember, I think it's Jeff Gardiner. It's like mm. Hungry. I don't know if you know that book. I so don't actually. It's, uh, it's in fact the guy that traveled with during like several years with Rene Redzepi. Oh, cool. Um, you know, from Noma. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, and as he, t- he followed him into like different, like when they they had like the 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 pop up restaurant like in Mexico and mm. then you know there's mm. Denmark and so on so so this is like uh, the experience of uh, the whole team with René Redzepi but through the lens of um, you know of uh, Jeff Gardner so, yeah that's uh, cool well like especially journalist. so what I thought a, that was that was interesting and we're like René Redzepi what a mm. wild world to be with him it's like the way that he thinks about food the way that he approaches plating yeah. and all those things I mean it's like. I would think that would just be an enormous, I mean, it's like almost like a sci-fi adventure. Exactly. Uh, and, and he's listened to your podcast, correct? So René Redzipi, if you um, listen to this podcast, you know, I would love to have you on mine. He's actually Obviously. here. He's actually here in the room with me. René, would you like to say something? <laughs> oh, hi, it's me, René. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I don't have it. I don't really know that much about him, so I can't really have a character to make fun of him, but. <laughs> All right, so listen. Um, oh, René, you go. go. Yeah, I just had one other question because I'm, I'm so curious. Like, it sounds like food has just been such a through line if, mm-hmm. throughout your entire life and spending now 20 years in the United States. Um how has your like how how has your relationship to food changed since not only moving here but also the work that you do and starting this podcast and writing the book i'm sort of curious what the like what your food evolution has been yeah i think it's um you know it's easy for me to describe is like you come to my house you open the fridge mm-hmm. and then you come to my Rinny's house. In- I don't want to interrupt your story, but Corinne is like she's going in and out of being frozen in all these really funny ways. <laughs> <laughs> she was frozen, like kind of in like a just a contemplative pose. Now she's uh, frozen and kind me. of like a, she you're looks singing. like she's singing. Rinny, yeah. try turning your camera on and off, like just I the think, little camera button in the bottom. I, I think that's uh, yeah, she is uh, doing a cappella here. Yeah. You, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she just turned it on and off, and it came back right to the exact same thing. No, I uh, know. She's uh, okay. This is the glory of of. <laughs> For of, me, I don't see her at all. She's like in. It's a whole black screen. Oh, really? 
Not now. <laughs> now there's an R with. Oh, there we go. Okay. That's she's, an R. Maybe we'll roll into. <laughs> she's a ghost now. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Rinny, do your ghost. ghost Rinny, do your ghost, ghost voice. The machine. Yeah. The ghost in the machine. So here you go. Halloween's okay, are coming, I'm, folks. I'm, I'm out of here. All right, <laughs> Emmanuel, why don't you continue with your story? We'll have we'll see if Randy yes, can figure everything out. S- yeah, so, so so the idea is that I mean, if you come to my house and you open my fridge, and then or if you come to my sibling house in France, that I you know like I did this uh, this um, you know summer, and you open the fridge, I see you can see the evolution. So I have, you know, I have a lot of uh, ingredients that uh, probably are not familiar to them. I have a lot of hot sauce, uh, you know, in my in my fridge or in my, yes. um, you know, in my uh, cabinet. Um, I love um, a lot of uh, I love, like, for instance, uh, you know, chili crisp, you know, that um, you know, mm. I put on everything at the moment. Um, you know, I have different kind of oils, um, you know, not only olive oil, um, um, you know, I I as well. For instance, I, I mentioned in the book, but um, I prepare ceviche like probably once a week, um, oh, you know, because lovely. I've been exposed to a lot of influences, you know, here in the, in the U.S., uh, people mm. from, you know, from Peru, for instance, mm. that uh, been connected with. Um, so, yeah, so I think there's much more, I would say, diversity in my mm. way of cooking. Um, mm. I think maybe I eat like, um, you know, sushi maybe three times a week. So um, I'm so glad you so say it, that. That's definitely our <laughs> word. Like her, Rini being pregnant, the hardest thing has been not eating uh, sushi. I know. Yeah, probably <laughs> for sure. Okay, a little bit of patience when uh, Emmanuel is born. You know, the beginning of December. <laughs> <he's> born, <laughs> little Emmanuel Rigatoni. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love that. <laughs> I mean, for the people listening to the show, they have to come to the episode of my show to understand the inside joke. If you want to get that's that joke, like, you yes. got to tune into Flavors Unknown. <laughs> okay and and on our podcast exclusively we're now ready we're entering the mikey quizathon. so oh boy this is the best part of the show that corinne loves so much and she thinks it's so well crafted and- i know that emmanuel has really been looking forward to oh, this segment absolutely i'm yes. going to say what is that yes. the goofy answer i'm going to give because it doesn't really matter it so. doesn't matter it does yeah the most inconsequential quiz you will ever take. You're uh-huh. darn right. Damn Skippy. <laughs> so uh, this is the Mikey Quizathon is where I ask questions basically as a way for me to tell funny stories about myself because I'm a fucking narcissist. <laughs> so you're welcome, everyone. Um, so this one is going to be loosely themed around Emmanuel. So it's going to have some elements of kind of storytelling um, and then some elements um, because I'm going to racially profile him as a French person. So we're going to talk about some French food. <laughs> You know, you know that I have a, an American passport too. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> You're in the gang now. I am. Okay, so first, um, first question, mm-hmm. and it is: What holiday meal has the best story? What holiday meal has the best story? Anyone can just buzz in and answer whenever you'd like. Uh, uh, Go for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking of <laughs> Jesus. Are you thinking of Jesus, yes. Corinne? Yeah, you better think always, of Jesus, our Savior. Always. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <Okay>. Totally. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking more Thanksgiving because it's mm. it's the most um troubling and probably untrue story oh, that yeah. I think we're told. Um. 
And so, yeah, so that's that's my answer. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I will go, I will go as well with Thanksgiving because I discovered Thanksgiving obviously when I moved here, mm-hmm. um, and and I think like in twenty years I succeeded never to organize Thanksgiving, but I'm always been invited. So you know, <laughs> oh, that's great, solid, um, yeah, so, amazing, you know, amazing. No, uh, so I hope no one is listening from my friends, but okay, um, and then uh, they have another idea now, um, but so. Of course, the story is linked to, you know, a story is very personal. So it, it has to be connected. It will be something that is connected to me and that will mean nothing to uh, maybe any, anyone else. But mm. I, I, um, I, I really like a story of, um, you know, um, people that uh, invited me to um, Thanksgiving and there was um, one person in the family mm. um, that made a fantastic lemon chiffon pie. Oh, um, and I fell in love with pies here in the U.S. So, by the way, that's a mm. parenthesis. But every, every time I travel to the south, there's always a stop to a pie shop, and I love that. I, I'm tasting, you know, all the samples they have, and I'm buying some too. But anyhow, the um, <laughs> why it's a special story for me because unfortunately, this uh, gentleman. Uh, is not with us anymore. Mm. He was one of the first person mm. that, um, you know, died at the beginning of the pandemic. He just, oh. he got COVID like the first week and um, mm. unfortunately didn't make it. Oh so no more lemon chiffon pie. Um, and I, um, you know, so that, uh, that has a special um, connection. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, sorry for <laughs> I'm going to sound like a real asshole when I make a joke you here. Really, I, you I, really teed purpose. him up. I, did it on I appreciate that. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, what a, what a sweet story. I'm crying a little bit. So here's basically a fart joke. Um, <laughs> well, so first thing I will say is um, mm-hmm. I don't really care about pies that much until I have a pie that I'm like, that blows my mind. But we have a place down the street from us, like four blocks from us, called Loretta Jeans. They just got written up in the New York Times, and their pies are something else. So, Emmanuel, come out. We got a guest bedroom that you can stay in, and we're gonna we're gonna fill you full of pies. Um, No, so uh, so those answers were were actually really great great answers. But Um, but but but. wow. (laughs) Well, actually, you guys are correct about the holiday. So it is Thanksgiving. Um, but you didn't you didn't get the story correct. So Rin Rin uh, went for the problematic elements of the of the Thanksgiving Day story for sure. That's problematic. Emmanuel went for a story that was very <laughs> heartfelt and wonderful and uh, makes me feel very shallow about the the story that I'm going to tell you, which go is for it, go for it. It was the Thanksgiving where um, I was at my <laughs> uncle's house and a turkey bit me on the face, and then he <laughs> proceeded to chop that turkey's head off, and then we ate that turkey for Thanksgiving dinner. That's a great story. <laughs> great story. And it tasted like vengeance. It tasted so good. Who you need, win. Who needs you win. gravy? You win. You win. You win. Yeah, who yeah. needs gravy wow. when you have revenge wow. sauce? So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes. uh, technically, the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Sorry, you guys blew it. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll give you each. I'm going to give you each a half point. because you, you got be the, half a point because we had Thanksgiving. You got Thanksgiving, right? So you each get half a point. So it cancels it out. It's like cornhole rules. Okay. So now the question that I want to ask you is the whole history of your podcast. Mm. Did anyone mark half a point? I, th- I think yes, we've correct. had a couple half pointers. Oh, I don't think anyone's gotten over a half a point, though. I think that's uh, the yeah, most. Okay, and be- so. and like cornhole <laughs> rules, because you guys each have a half, it actually cancels it out. So you're back at zero zero. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah. one can win. Uh, okay, so next question. Question number two. Mm-hmm. 
What is the scariest French food? <laughs> this one's really fucking stupid. No, it's not stupid. I mean, I think there are some scary French foods, but I think I think for I mean they are maybe not for me, but uh, they are for a lot of people. Mm. Um, you know, when I talk uh, about escargot, when I talk about mm. like uh, frog legs, when I talk mm. about how my sister, you know, captured the frogs, killed the frogs, you know, yes. take the PJs down of the frog, you know, you know, to prepare them. <laughs> totally, you know? that's awesome. Or, or you know, when she's preparing <laughs> like the escargot. And, uh, you know, and uh, all of this. And then some people hate tribes, too. So, um, you know, so there's a lot of scary things. I mean, there the, are. probably the most scary that I, I witnessed. I mean, not scary, but it was, you know, interesting. But some people would not like it. Is I in Burgundy as well at my sister place. We uh, once uh, purchased like a whole pig. Uh, so we, you know, bought the half of it and my sister the other half. And then the butcher came and then I attended like witness, like the killing of the pig in mm. front of me with, a, you know, the knife in the jugular. And then after that, you know, like using really like one of the leg in the front as a pump in order to, you know, have like the blood wow. coming out, you know, in awesome. order to be collected to do boudin and, you know, all the, you know, blood yes. sausage, and, you know, and all the other charcuterie thing. So, you have enough? <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's, I think it's great. I love that. That was actually, that was going to be my answer was something blood and meat mixed yeah. together related. That to me feels. Mm. Um, I love yeah, it. Blood sausage. Come on, you guys, you know, you have that in New Orleans, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, and you have that in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah sure. everybody's got some blood sausage. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So those are okay. good answers. Um, not not good enough though for the oh, the on. Mount what is the Mount Everest of the Mikey Quizathon. <laughs> it's it's not everybody gets up it. Um, no, the 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 scariest French food is the time that I was in New York City and I was very intoxicated with uh, with a friend and I saw behind a French bakery um, there was a beautiful baguette sticking mm-hmm. out of the dumpster. I don't know if it was a dumpster or I think it might have actually just been a trash can, but it was like it looked perfect. Right. And so I pulled it out and I just was drunk and I started eating it. And I was just like I was like peeling pieces off and eating it. And I was like, this is so good. And at the other end of this baguette was a swarm of maggots. And so I, I had eaten the good part of the French baguette, evidently, but there was maggots on the other end. And so uh, I could have eaten those. So it was pretty scary. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. You're welcome, everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, st- you, know that, you know that here in New Jersey, it's like past my time for dinner. And now oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not hungry. Now you're, yeah, yeah you're fucked. Yeah, this is, but this is, this is why our show has been called by the New York Times the best diet podcast because it makes nobody hungry. <laughs> Now I understand why she, um, you know, Rin like left, um, you know, the whole uh, health aspect of the job that she was doing. Yeah. yeah. She, she cannot win. With you, no- she cannot win. I know. I've been nothing but a great influence on everyone around me. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one is related to the fact that Emmanuel in- interviews such amazing chefs mm-hmm. on his show. Um, mm-hmm. What is your best celebrity chef meeting? I don't know if you have one, Ren, but I don't care because it's, it's it's not funny. If the uh, best the best meeting, yeah. What's the best celebrity chef meeting that you've had? Well, I had not. Who are you the most pumped not about? Not a meeting per se, but I was eating at the table right next door to um, Gordon mm. Ramsay, and that felt like 
kind of cool and fun um, because I, I, you know, his like his his chef personality on television is he's like a terror. Mm -hmm. And I was just half expecting him to like throw a plate at the servers. But he was he was actually quite lovely. Yeah. And Rin, do you want to tell do you want to tell any of the background about what was happening in the background oh, of that meal? It was so intense. It was like um That was the day the day when Mikey uh, ate the baguettes. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was not maggot baguette day, um, but it was duck um procreation day, maybe. Oh, oh my um, gosh. And I don't know We're if you've ever seen yeah, the way that, that ducks have sex with each other, but it is violent and yes. scary and loud. And um, I'll go ahead and say it. It, it was, was duck. It was duck rape day. Yeah. It, it was, was our so duck rape intense. dinner. Yeah. Yep. It was the, so intense. The ducks like they were murdering each other in the background. And so we're eating Gordon Ramsay's eating. We were in Hawaii. It was like the most gorgeous background. And all Beautiful. you can hear in the background is squawk, squawk. Oh my God. Like it was terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, truly. Right. I mean, I walked in thinking like Gordon Ramsay was going to be the show, but it was no, actually it was the ducks. Yeah, yeah. it was okay. the ducks. Mm, ducks à l'orange, of course. <laughs> but the, um, so, okay, so um, yeah, mine are not that excited. There's no ducks in the background and so on. So it's going to feel flat. It felt flat. Um, but um, I think for me was. Um, a great uh, moment was when, uh, in fact, I was going to do the recording uh, with uh, a chef. His name is um, his chef in New York. His name is Gabriel Kreuther, and mm. it's a two Michelin star uh, restaurant, um, you know, near the the New York Public Library on Bryant Park. Mm. And um, so it was uh, we we did like a recording in uh, one of his uh, private room mm. uh, downstairs on the, the the restaurants and then he was coming i think from i think exactly like you uh, Mikey, you had the like, jury duty so he was coming <laughs> from jury duty and i was and when i was coming from work um from new jersey and then at the end of the recording that went very well he asked me a question he said hey by the way um did you have dinner and I'm like, no, I haven't had the chance to, um, you know, to have dinner. And he said, you know, me neither. You have time? I'm like, hmm, I'm a two Michelin star restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have all the time in the world. And then he said, okay. So he, he called, in fact, uh, the Metro D and uh, he set up like a table for the, only the two of us. And I had oh, a private one-on-one and they they I, we tasted like a lot of things on the menu and then we had the sommelier came uh, at one moment there was like four glasses and i'm like we only two so and we're like no no but i want you to taste like and compare different wine we have the same grape i took a french wine for you and then there's another wine and then you can compare you can select the one you want and i'm like okay can oh, I okay for the rest Street. of my life so yeah, so I think I came back home. It was like one o'clock in the morning. Um, so that that was a that was a great meet with a, a chef. That, I know it's not going to be story. the same story than you, Mikey. You no, know, it's ironic. <laughs> the exact same thing happens. I was walking through Bryant Park. No, um, <laughs> no. So um, yeah, you're both incorrect. Even though Rin, that story that you told, I kind of forgot. That's a very good story. That could have been mine. Uh, yeah. We didn't meet him though. So. 
Uh, but True. my so my the the you're both incorrect. Uh, the correct story <laughs> <laughs> was the, the time story. the yeah. time that I was at uh, Culinary Institute of America in Napa Valley where I went to school, and we had this big event going on that was like all the most famous Asian chefs from across the world. But Morimoto there, we had all these people, and. Uh, this is when David Chang was like really starting to get on the scene and Momofuku was really starting to get known. And so um, I'm downstairs, I'm doing all this prep for the chef that I was working with. And these, these two men come in and they're like, Hey, you know, we're here, we're with David Chang. Um, where is he? Like, where is he in the, in the kitchen? Like we need to go, go up there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great. So you go up the elevator and go out to the left and David Chang is just right there and he's cooking and you guys can find him. And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, just go up, go up the stairs and just, you know, or go up the elevator, just get out and, you know, he'll be right there. And they're like, that's not possible. And I'm like, I'm so busy right now. You guys just go up the fucking elevator, get up there. David (laughs) Chang is up there. And the guy goes, bro, this is David Chang. And one of the two men that I was talking to was David Chang. I just didn't know who he was. And I'm like the little culinary school kid who looked like a real dumbass in front of David Chang. So Dave, if you're listening to the show. Apologies. I'm sure he is. Yeah. Obviously, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Besties now. Knowing him. Yes. Okay. You guys You guys came pretty close. Okay. This is for all the beans. All the beans. This is the final question. Okay. Um, okay. What mm-hmm. is the best French dessert? What is oh. the best dessert de Francais? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oui, oui. Mais oui, bien sûr. That's bien all I sûr, got. Mais oui, mais oui. Pot de creme? Ooh, good answer. Okay. It's, mm. It would really tickle my fancy right now. So that's my, yeah, that's my answer. Pot Not correct. I Not have correct. so many. <laughs> I have so many. Yeah, there are so many. I have so many. Um, I have to say the one that I crave the most and I have a hard time to find is the I am going to say it in French first and I'm mm, please. going to try to see if there's a translation for this, but it's le flan, le flan parisien. So it's like the mm. the flan the flan that you can find usually like the Parisian flan, mm. Um, mm. which is like just a little thin crust and then you have like a, a very thick, you know, flan on top of it. So Ooh. it's kind of a tart, but I don't know if you had that. I don't um, think I have. That's mm-hmm. why. So you cannot say that yours is better than mine. You That's, know? You're you not wrong about it, that. You know, I also can't say that your answers. I can't say your answers right because I don't know what that is. So, um, so yeah. So, oh, so bad. It could be. It could be an eclair. It Ooh, could yeah. be. Uh, it could be a very very nice. Um, you know, creme brulee. Um, yeah. Well done. I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, you know, it could be a Paris breast. I mean, it could be a lot. Oh, of I things. love all this. Those are those are all great answers, and I'm gonna have to but, find a. Flan de Parisien. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the, those are great answers. Not correct, though. Uh, sorry, incorrect. Um, I don't know. I, the I, best. Somehow I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best. The best French dessert is the yeah. time that I was in um, the town that's at the base of the Alpes d'Huez. So, like the big, the biggest climb from the Tour de France. And yeah, my yeah. family and I, we went. Uh, Eat, we went out to dinner there. I was kind of, I think I was just at like drinking age. And so we all went out to dinner. Um, I think they went back to like the place where we were staying and I decided to stay out. 
and I bought myself a French pack of cigarettes. And then I got myself, a, <laughs> I think, a bottle of wine, I think is how I remember it. And I smoked, I'm going to say 11 of the cigarettes. Oh, my gosh. And the 12? Drank, yeah. And drank the entire mm-hmm. bottle of wine, I think. And I think I was maybe supposed to bike the Alpe de Huez with my dad the next day and was so hungover <laughs> and was so <laughs> and just smoky lungs and everything that I did not climb that beautiful mountain biking ride with yes. my dad or bike ride with my dad. And so I blew it. So that was my the best dessert that I ever had in France. Where's your dessert? There's no dessert in that story. <laughs> no, oh sorry. Well the best Really? The, I, I mean, come on, Reen, like Corrine. I have to say Corrine. <laughs> Corrine. Corrine. This is Cigarettes not. and you know wine, wine. Say do minus, not a dessert make. Minus 10 points. I'm sorry, man. I will say. <laughs> yes. There's the, the way that I tied it all together was at the end of the cigarettes and the wine, I think. I stumbled back and ate like the shittiest packaged uh, French pastry. It was like a hostess cupcake, but the French version of it. This, no, I'm sorry. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, work. You don't even work. remember the dessert. Damn it. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. All right, you blew so, it. You blew it. So for and, each. And, 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 and Rene, you, you have seen that like two of his story, he was drunk. <laughs> Like oh yeah, no, you're not wrong. Oh, this is what, um, this is not shocking, Emmanuel. No, common I theme. Think, um, yeah, we've we've already established this. Mm, I, I'm, I'm still bad for Emmanuel Rigatoni party time. I mean, I really... Because of his his drunk absentee <laughs> father, <It's> who's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> the heritage is heavy. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, so for just for that, I'm going to give you each a thousand points. Oh my gosh! But cornhole what? rule, cornhole rules uh, they cancel each other out because it's a tie. So oh you my don't, God, so you know. you're the worst. <laughs> That's stupid. Oh, At least Emmanuel. I'm glad. I see. I'm glad I challenged him. So you know. You should what? Yes. Be. Yes. I need. I need some more challenges in my life. <laughs> hey, wait um, a little bit in December. You're going to have one coming. No so doubt. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, entertaining yep. us and. Um, Telling us about, I, I loved hearing your stories. I feel like this quiz was the most rich because you, oh, like by you far. really dove in. You really dove in and gave us some good shit. And even though Mikey didn't give you any points, <laughs> fuck him. Half, gave, half of them. I'm I gave you, you all a the thousand points. and a half points. Uh, exactly. I have thousand and a half <laughs> yeah. in True. the yeah. whole story True. of your show. <laughs> this is like, it's like, you can look I at it. Thing, I am on the top of the mountain. That's like, right. Yes. One that True. Climb. So here you go. You can also <laughs> look at this like store credit. Like when you return something to Kohl's or something like that, you have a thousand and a half points of store credit at the Mikey and Ren store. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> There's not much for sale, but Emmanuel, why don't you tell us, give us the, the rundown of where people can find you, what your podcast is called, and then the upcoming book and when it's coming out. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So the um, the um, podcast it's called Flavors Unknown. That's it. Flavors Unknown. They can uh, <laughs> it, 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 they can listen to it on any um, you know podcast or wherever they listen to podcasts, and as well on my uh, website flavorsunknown.com. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter at Flavors Unknown. And then the book is called Conversations Behind the Kitchen Door. Uh, it's on pre-order until November 8th uh, on wherever you order books online. And then um, it is going to be available, um, you know, around the country uh, on November 8th. And if people are interested, I'm doing a, a virtual launch party um which is going to take place on monday november 14th and 15 about 15 of the chefs said that they will uh, pop up and it's um, awesome. it's on instagram instagram live 
Oh, Fun. great. We'll totally do that. Love that. Yeah, yeah I love that. Well, this was cool. so and again. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, it was really, oh, really yeah. fun. We'll have you back soon yeah. so you can uh, have a redemption story with your uh, with the quiz. Sure, and I need to talk <laughs> French to Emmanuel. You know, Emmanuel Rigatoni. Uh, Please, party time, so. I'd love that. Yes, love that. <laughs> All right, bye bye. <laughs>